Did you know that 7% of Americans believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows? We've got lots of crazy facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Rhino. In case you didn't know, I'm Rhino. This is my show. And I know exactly what you're thinking. But we're going to move on away from that subject and talk about the show. In today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun and you might even learn something. So without further ado, let's do this. You know, in this show, we talk about all sorts of crazy stuff, randomness, go over all sorts of weird stories and sometimes talk about pop culture and craziness. But we don't do it alone. So today we'll be graced with a special guest. You've heard him several times here on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, John Doggett. How are you today, sir? Oh, doing fine, Mr. Rhino. How are you today? I am a little bit chilly at the moment. Yeah, we uh, we are too. I woke up to the frost all over my grass and the, and the, the roofs as well. It was, I wasn't quite ready for that. For South Carolina to be somewhat chilly? Yeah, I actually had to like wear a jacket or something. That that's weird. Like so, for both of us, uh, we we spent two thirds of our life uh, in in Michigan area. So freezing cold. You're you're used to it. From uh, end of October until pretty much Easter, you you layer up. You get all sorts of stuff, and you go outside and take care of all the snow. But being down south here. How do you yourself like prep for cold days now? I have to get I have to prepare my stomach because it kind of starts to hurt after laughing at all the people down here because they throw on their big puffy coat like as soon as it goes below 50 and it's hilarious. And uh I I'm, I'm wearing my I wear it's like good spring fall weather you wear jeans, you wear maybe some boots. Not like cold weather boots, but jeans, boots, and a nice like jacket. And sure. you can... So your your boots are just just more for like the terrain as opposed to like the the, the temperature. Exactly, work boots, not snow boots. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty entertaining, especially uh, last year. South Carolina got six inches of snow, I think, and literally everything closed for. Two to three weeks, I think. <laughs> it was a nightmare. I can only imagine what like Miami would do if there were six inches of snow. I, th- I think they would all just run away. It'd be the apocalypse. It'd be the day after tomorrow <laughs> all over again. <laughs> Definitely. I had to wear uh, actual pants for the first time being outside that, that weren't like dress pants for uh, a wedding or like a costume or something. I had to actually wear pants yesterday because of standing Whoa. outside for three hours in the 40 something 50 degree weather. I'm like, yeah, my legs are chilly. Well, you could also do the classic Midwesterner is you still wear shorts, but you wear a sweatshirt, particularly a hooded sweatshirt. And then that keeps you warm forever. Not at work. That's, that's not an option for me, but, Oh, that's true. But that's for the rest true. of this week, I'm totally doing that when I'm not working. It's, <laughs> and then the worst part is for like those Midwesterners is like, like us is wearing sandals and the hooded sweatshirt. Uh, that sounds exactly like college and the beanie, which would be the, 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 the icing on the cake, which just described my entire wardrobe. Um, <laughs> You gotta keep the uh, you gotta keep the heat from escaping out of your head. That's where it all goes. So you it, put it, a beanie on, you're good to go. Exactly, it makes uh, it makes everything all nice and crisp. Speaking of other things that are nice and crisp and crispy, um, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. We had uh, we had my parents down from Michigan. Ooh. So they, uh, that was fun. They stayed for a week, and we had a we had a pretty traditional Thanksgiving dinner. We had the turkey and stuffing and the green bean casserole, cranberry sauce, rolls, sweet potatoes, and lots and lots of pie. Nice. I was just uh, stuffing myself with stuffing before we started uh, conversing today because, you know, (laughs) leftovers. There's always more leftovers. 
We still have some leftovers too. <laughs> Rachel tried something new um, for like an appetizer sort of thing. It was like a pizza puff. Ooh, can't go wrong with anything that has pizza in it. Correct. Uh, it just it spoke to me on so many different levels, and I enjoyed <laughs> the crap out of it. Awesome. And so besides that, there was some fancy chocolate pecan cake thing that my mom tried. That sounds good. Yeah, we did. We had hors d'oeuvres because our Thanksgiving wasn't on traditional Thanksgiving because a third of the family uh, works in a uh, in well central Florida tourist area. So <laughs> weekends and holidays aren't traditional around here. So we had to celebrate on a Sunday instead. There you go. It happens when you get everybody together. The day doesn't matter. Yeah. So so Rachel got to celebrate twice because her and her dad uh, got to watch the parade and also got to have steak on Thanksgiving while the rest of us had to work and whatnot. Well, they got they got the good end of that deal. That's I for sure. know. I'm so jealous. Uh, Can't say no to steak. <laughs> it was. Uh, from what they said, it was a great old time. Um, they got to watch some fun things like, you know, everyone loves watching the parade. And we realized that there aren't that many Thanksgiving movies that are out there except for like Hallmark styled movies. That's true. And then you have like Charlie Brown, Thanksgiving, and, yeah, and then Hallmark. <laughs> I can't really think of any other Thanksgiving movies. We we went over a few of them in the last episode of this podcast, and they're they're not all amazing. It's it's a small list. Yeah, they, they, that we should work on that. Hollywood make some more Thanksgiving movies. Well, the world needs it. In the in the realm of like Hallmark movies and whatnot, do do you and Rachel watch those like B list Hallmark movies? Oh, they've been on already. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's a we get both channels of Hallmark. And we've watched both channels of Hallmark movies. There and are Lifetime two channels? Movies. There's two channels. Whoa. There's two cha- There's two Hallmark channels. There's the Lifetime movies, too, that, depending on the day, may or may not be better than the Hallmark. There, are, there really are some good Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, sure. Some of them are fantastic. Uh, like, I... There was even a fall one, I remember, that they had about, like, the... Uh, the Pumpkin Pie War. I don't think I've seen that one yet. I I recommend it. If it ever just shows up randomly, go for it. Like, like don't buy it. But if it ever is on TV, check it out for a bit. Will do, will do. We've been watching um, whatever's on Netflix. So some of these movies are pretty decent. And, and then there's some other ones like, what did I tweet about last night? Um, like... Well, Christmas with a View was one of them. It was just, eh. There was Merry <laughs> Merry Christmas, which was which was cute and and quaint. It was about a uh, a couple that that does their own thing. Um, who, who <laughs> that does Christmas things. Uh, let's see. Oh, Christmas wedding planner. That's what it was. It was oh. absolute garbage. That sounds awful. So if you ever see it on Netflix, don't. Just, just hard don't. pass. If for hard those pass. of you out there, I I'm reviewing it for you. It was really weird, really awkward. But if you like Joey Fatone, go for it. Oh my god. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we we give Hallmark movies about twenty minutes, and if the cheese factor is like extra cheesy, then then it's gotta go. Which, which is not something like some of them they're cheesy for the right reasons other time there's just no plot it's just poorly written yeah it's it's just like nope i'm and, done and then you wonder someone got paid to make it look like a small town in the middle of nowhere where you and i know what small towns in the middle of nowhere look like you grew up in one exactly they, these small towns all happen to look the exact same too and they all are Christmas themed names, or have pine in them, or something. Well, there there is a like Hill Valley, and like that. That's another one. That's Back to the Future. I was gonna say that. <laughs> that's not a Christmas movie. No, but it's still amazing. And like it the is. Pine Hill Mob or, or Mall or something. Oh yeah, the uh, it was Twin Pine 
Mall, and there then you it go. was Lone. Then it became Lone Pine Mall. That's right. After after they ran over the pine tree, which is fantastic. Um, so speaking of uh, small towns, this is kind of um, an unorthodox segment into our strange places. Um, you know, like where in the world segment. <laughs> Uh, that we normally do on this show where we talk about places that are randomly. So a small place in the Michigan, Indiana area. Do you remember the, the Warren sand dunes? Oh yeah. Warren dunes state park just down the road from my house. It's like between what union pier and, uh, South Haven, uh, union pier and new Buffalo. That's right, New Buffalo. Oh my gosh! So yes. um, we used to do uh, summers, like like rent a, a house or whatnot over in those areas quite frequently. And um, looks like something's um, finished for food. Um, <laughs> please, please ignore the beeps. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, New Buffalo. There was once this uh, ice cream shop in New Buffalo that was all themed to pigs, if I remember correctly. You are correct. Didn't, and do you remember the name of that place? No, did it have pigs? Was it Oinks? It was Oinks. Oh, and nice. It's, it's still there, too. Really? It is. So if, if anyone is ever in that area, like it, it's worth checking out. But the Warren Sand Dunes, they're, how tall would you say those are? A couple Ooh, hundred feet? At least. Well, not a couple they're hundred. Very, well, maybe I don't know, a couple of them. A couple of them. There's a few of them that are taller than others. Uh, depends on because when you come to them, you're a, the the shore of Lake Michigan is weird because you're kind of up on a shelf, and then there's dunes, and then you go down, and there's the lake. So it's hard to gauge how tall they are exactly. Unless someone did it and put it on Wikipedia, let's find out. And that's why we love people doing things for us. <laughs> uh, the the answer is 240 feet. That would be a couple hundred. There we go. You're right. Yep, a couple hundred feet in it. And so uh, I have climbed to the top of one of these sand dunes, the the one that is closest to the lake. Okay. Um, it has a name, I think, but I can't remember. It, it is huge. That's what it is. <laughs> did you roll down it? That's the question. I did. When I was much, much younger man than I am today, I, I rolled down it, um, which is fun, but running down it is even more fun because there becomes a certain point when gravity is just pushing you down the hill. <laughs> yeah, and then it becomes uh, falling with style. That's right. But I still feel like a toy. Exactly. <laughs> which is ridiculous in itself. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that are um, semi-ridiculous, in the um, mailbox of doom, which is the special mailbox for this show, I've got a couple of weird... Uh, I'm now getting spam mail. Ooh, you've, you've, you've made it. You've arrived. Oh, yes. Um, I've got one from Blue Cross... It Doesn't says, say. <laughs> it just says compare and save big on insurance. Woo! Okay, I was, I was expecting pick us through the health insurance marketplace. You only have until December fifteenth. <laughs> There's uh, your PSA for the day. <laughs> I think twelve twenty one is not. Um, let's see, Zazzle, which is where we get most of our merchandise from, from the show. I will actually post a link to the actual page once i get one so until then just ignore that information um zazzle has a 60 percent off fleece blankets in case everyone was wondering at this second for all you southerners listening stock up on the fleece blanket there you go yeah and uh i didn't get anything from a nigerian prince yet oh well, well you'll get there don't worry but apparently lyft wants me to drive with them and make $1,200 in the first month. Do they know what kind of car you drive? <laughs> yeah. It, it, I could break down at any second on any road, and we'd, we wouldn't know. It'd be absolutely terrible. I almost sound like Christopher Walken at that second. We wouldn't know. Man, how are you today? Uh, excuse me. I'm taking you to your place. 
of residents and bam, you know, that was a very terrible Christopher Walken. Yeah, you know, usually a couple more beers and then you're then you're Christopher Walken. Yeah. Uh sadly, we're not on that level. Um but we are probably in a level to talk about the meat and bulk of this episode, which is going to be talking about episode 1, The Phantom oh. Menace, and we will do so right after a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. And now back to our show. All right, uh, so we're going to talk about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Before we talk about anything, this episode is going to have a lot of spoilers. So if you've never seen Star Wars Episode One, we're just going to call it Episode One. We're not going to call it The Phantom Menace. We're just going to call it Episode One from here on out. If you haven't seen the episode, pause what you're doing and then watch the episode and then come back and listen to the rest of our episode because we're going to spoil the crap out of it. Oh yeah. It's almost tw- it's 20 years old. So oh my god, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. So people should just get over it and uh, deal with our spoilers. So either you've you're either been born after well, you've you're either about 10 and you haven't seen it or I don't know what you've been doing with your life. It's a tragedy is what it is. It really is. So, so speaking of tragedies, let, we're going to go over it beat by beat, and um, and and see what comes up as we talk about it. So, it first All starts right. off um, with with the crawl, and so that it's we have a, a young Obi Wan Kenobi and his master Qui Gon Jinn. So Obi Wan is still Ewan McGregor, and Qui Gon is uh, Liam Neeson, and they are doing a trade negotiation um, near the planet Naboo. Uh, what were your first thoughts of that scene? Well, when I first I was like, wow, nothing says Star Wars like trade negotiation. Um, <laughs> but aesthetically, it's very pretty. Like, it's got, you got Jedi going on, you got a big starship. It's, it's cool. You have the slight throwback to the blockade runner, because you have, instead of Princess Leia's ship, you have the Red Republic cruiser. Which is a very cool ship, um, but it, it, weird premise. But started off aesthetically cool. And some of the weird parts were the um, the actual trade federation, like viceroys and stuff. It's they're just weird dudes. They're they're very weird dudes. And uh, although we do get our first taste of droids that are not R two D two or C three PO. That's true. We get the um, the droid army with the the destroyer droids, and um, and they are sent to help escort the Jedi's off the planet because the uh, the the Trade Federation, who is working for the um, the um, the Dark Lord of the Sith, Lord Sidious, um, they're they're working for him, and he's like, "Get them off! I don't want to deal with them." And they're like, "Okay." So basically, it's the first instance of us seeing. Um, Sidious try to get rid of some Jedi, and it, you come across the uh, them trying to escape the planet by what do they do? Go through a chute? Yeah, they. Uh, well, first, apparently, they thought poison gas could take down some Jedi, which they were sadly mistaken. Um, and then we actually get to see some Jedi kick some butt, like hardcore, like blacking blaster bolts and taking out droids and. That was cool. And that inspired a whole bunch of video games that were directly ripped from the movies. Oh, absolutely. Jedi Power Battles and um, Obi-Wan were fantastic. Yes, Jedi Power Battles is, is, if you can find it, get it, because that was a cool game. I bet there's an emulator somewhere for it. I think so, I think so. Well, I learned Um, in college there's an emulator for everything. So yeah, they do escape down the chute into the hangar bay. And then they um, stow away onto a droid ship, which takes them onto the planet of Naboo, 
where in escaping the droids, they run across a really fun character. Oh, Lisa, in for it now. (laughs) Jar Jar Binks, oh God. Yep. uh, I just need to take a second just to compose myself without screaming. I just, I I think I have to sigh at least one more time. (sighs) (laughs) So they're on the planet Naboo, and the first thing they needed to do is find their way to to warn um, the, 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 how would you call it, like, well, I know the, it's the, Padme, but it's the the royal, royal her royal highness Queen Amidala of the Naboo. Yeah, so you have to warn her that there's going to be a droid army coming in her direction and whatnot, and and so to do so, they use Jar Jar and his connections with the the Naboo, um, the Gungans, to try to make a way through the planet's core, uh, which is a pretty cool scene of all the giant fish. That part was cool. I wasn't expecting underwater. But there's always was, a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was good. That was a pretty good segment. I mean, it's more sighing. If you have Jar Jar in a scene, it's going to be slapstick. Well, but I, they I made... liked Boss Nass when he was with Jar Jar. He's all, Misa think you here to start something, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Lisa, no like you. Boss nice is cool in the fact that he's just—he's ridiculous, but he's—he's he's cool with it. He's not ridiculous and Jar Jar with it. <laughs> yeah, he's—he's he's over the top, but in like a like uh, almost like the penguin. If the penguin was a nice guy, you know, like Batman's yeah. penguin. Yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, so they finally make their way um, to rescuing. Um, everyone and uh, and get uh, Padme, or well, get, they get Queen Amidala. I'm just going to spoil know, this so. right right now. Let's let's, let's just do it. Um, the cat's out of the bag. The cat's out of the bag. We I've, we've already called her um, whiny princess queen lady in in episode two. So let's let's really t- it, it's spoilers. The princess or Padme the queen, they're the same person. It's, they're the same person, although. But Kara Knightley looked exactly like Natalie Portman, though. Which is awesome. Which was very cool. It's one of my favorite parts is, like, she got her unsung credit of being, well, because when they're in in the same scene together from her Mm -hmm. being, like, her handmaiden, or which I I learned for the first time by watching that show what a handmaiden was. Um, (laughs) Basically, it was just her... uh, her her best friend almost that just did everything for her like it's kind of how that went yeah bodyguard at the same time it just got weird anyways they uh they escaped from the planet on a a cruiser but they ended up um taking some damage and that's where we first meet r2d2 yes because he is the last story standing of all the astromechs that they have on the naboo uh starfighter which the Naboo do have, I will say, they have some of the coolest ship designs. It's a lot just, of silver and chrome, you know? But they're sleek, and it, oh, they were very cool. It looks like that, a giant football. <laughs> a football with little pointy bits. Almost like a silver Nerf football. That There we go. Silver Nerf football. Uh, so they, so, um, they need to stop and get gas and parts so they land on the worst place possible which is Tatooine because there's sand there's sand everywhere and and then they 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 reach the the whiny sand baby before he's an actual whiny sand baby like the kid for I mean he's a child actor he's a cute little boy we'll go with that He, he pronounces Coruscant like wrong three times. Yeah. How does he say it again? Coruscant. Coruscant. Something like that. Chorus. Coruscant. Chorus. You're wrong. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, how does it happen? So like the rescues the queen, escape the planet. They're in Tatooine for parts. Um, so he meets, uh, I love Watto. Okay. So like out of all these like terrible creatures and characters that were created for the, uh, the episode, you gotta love Watto. Yeah, he is, he's cool because 
lo and behold, he can fly, which that was random. I was expecting some little waddling guy, waddle, waddle, waddle. But um, no, he's your, he's your gruff, uh, gruff auto parts salesman, basically, but it's droid parts. <laughs> and, and the droid parts, like normally a Jedi would show up and be like, hey, you should help us with their mind trick. But he, he's like, um, your mind tricks don't work on me. Only money, no parts, no money, no deal. So yeah, they talk to Watto, and he's like, um, "Like you need to get money." So what does Qui Gon do? I'm trying to read the. Uh, what does he do? What does he do? Oh, he oh. he tries to get him like into the pod race. Is that what's up? Uh, so Qui Gon, yeah, they're like, "You have no money. You get no parts." So then they go take Anakin back home, and that's when we meet Anakin's. We meet C-3PO, and and we meet Anakin's mom. And yeah, C-3PO's all naked and stuff. Oh yes, his parts are showing. <laughs> As he, of joke. course, of course he has to tell us that. And we get the first, we see blue milk for the first time. Oh yes. <laughs> Can't forget milk. the blue milk. Uh, and then we see him working on stuff, and he's like, I've got a pod racer. And they're all like, ha ha, Annie, you're such a yoker. hoo hoo hoo. You crash out every time, and you're not dead yet. We don't know how. Because he's a kid. Let's 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 not forget. Anakin is a kid, like an eight year old boy. I think he. I think he's ten. It's not any better. All no, right? it's so not. If if he was fourteen, I'd be like, okay, I buy this. But there's yeah. a good four or five years that he should not be doing the garbage that he's doing. Yeah. Well, there's also the fact that he's a slave. Well, because. We're just, because you know slavery is bad in the galaxy, and yeah. yeah, yeah. So he has to do he has to do things he doesn't necessarily want to do, but he has to help his mom. So he's he's a good little boy. But he has a pod in his backyard that he built for. I don't know how he got all that garbage. We, yeah, that, they never really explained that, and I was, I don't even know. So, <laughs> so I, don't, I think Wado sponsored him somewhat so i think the pod came from Watto, and he's just souping it up hot running it in the backyard or he just took 17 different pieces from different pods and built his own because he's probably a thief that's that could be it too thief skywalker (laughs) so i think um qui-gon tries to not only get all the parts for free but tries to free the um, the the boy as well to get him away because of uh, the first thing that we learn about is midi chlorians. More ug. So uh, how do how do you feel about midi chlorians? You you. So here's a very awkward subject. I'm going to bring it up really quickly just because it's the only way I can describe that. When you're trying to mix science and religion, there is a problem. So all the Jedi stuff, what they do is pretty much um, a a religion and giving it a scientific background to it by saying that midichlorians, they they house the life force essence of the force or whatever. It, it, It still doesn't make sense and baffles me to this day, but it was just. Everyone was like, no, 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 you just feel it. It's your thing. And it's like, no, it's actually hereditary. And you're like, oh, BS. Yeah. I I much prefer the original movies. Just the force is actually in everything, and it's not some little microbe thing that can be more or less. That's, uh, yeah. And to and say that, that his, he was conceived by the force, that's a stretch. Yeah, then we're more pseudo religioscience combinationness. It, it's and, it, it almost feels like um, she just didn't want to tell anybody who the father really was. Yeah, they they needed Mori Povich uh, Tatooine edition, and then we would have found out. But but for anyone who's listening, um, we we have nothing nothing against people. Uh, real people, we just have everything against midi-chlorians. Yes. 
I just want to throw that out there. I don't want anybody coming after me unless you're pro medichlorians. Then you can and come then, at me, bro. Then we'll have some words for you. That's right. Medichlorians is is garbage. Um. So he he finds out that the kid is is special, and he sends the information to Obi Wan, who sends it back to the council, and blah 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 blah. And so he enters into the pod race in order to um. In order to, to win f- the parts. Yeah, which was not a bad scene. I like the pod race. I, I enjoy the pod race. Also spawned one of my favorite in 64 games, Episode 1 Racer. That was a great, great game. I think it was also fun in um, in the arcade as well. Oh, yeah, because it actually had the dual, the dual throttles, and you actually felt like this is pod racing. You can push the levers forward and backward and steer the pod whichever direction you wanted it to go in. Yeah, that that are when you could find that arcade game, always always had to play it. And, and so it's fun, like like it's it's one of the more watchable parts of the movie. Oh yeah, because there's not a lot of acting; it's a lot of action. And I think Greg Proops, who was on uh, Who's Line Is It Anyway, he's in a lot of like improv stuff. He was the voice of the announcer, from what I remember. Uh, yeah, he did. He did both voices, didn't yeah. he? Quadranero. <laughs> Yeah, there's you get to see a lot of cool aliens and all you, the pods have a cool. And he's all like, "Echo to go to Papa Skywalker." It to a Banta Pudu. Banta Pudu Skywalker. Yes, they did say Pudu in a movie, which I, translates to what, like Banta poop? Poop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that's a rather direct translation for alien language. Alien poop and banthas are basically woolly mammoths. Mm-hmm. They they pull things, and you can ride them. I think they're also fun in uh, Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> yes, they are. With the HK forty seven, but I digress. Um, so all right, the, let's get back to it. Meat bags. <laughs> the uh, the. The race ends up with um, Anakin winning surprise after getting shot at by sand people. Yep. And uh, because because it's the, let's throw some wild west element out there. There's people shooting on the racetrack. And I think that the uh, well, besides that element, the sand people are just there for um, for like fan service. That's really all it is. Like, hey, you remember yeah. this? Ha ha. <laughs> Let's make them have a part that will make something happen, but they're just in it for the levels, basically. And, and then, um, so they get the they get the parts. They get Anakin. Uh, so Anakin meets uh, um, the the crazy princess queen lady, and mm-hmm. uh, they're they're together. And they they find um, um, pre detective Jesus on the um, on the. <laughs> Uh, on the uh, on the ship, and they all hang out, and they're all like, "Hey, how's it going? You're a Jedi too. Nice to meet you." And his delivery is just so weird. Well, before that, you're you're missing the one one of the main redeeming factors of this movie. Oh yes, so, they get hunted so we, down on their way to the ship. Yes, so we, they free Anakin. Watto owes Qui Gon all the money and all the parts, and he's like, "Let's." Uh, Oh, I want to free the kid and his mother. And Wada's like, uh, but I have the chance cube, which was really dumb on his part because he knows if he knows anything about Jedi, he should have figured out that he could have done something. Um, yeah. So Wado gives him the kid at least. Which, but then all the, way- the 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 kid like like the odds were it's it's six sides, so yeah. two out of six. So there was a one third chance that it was going to be Anakin. It was a two thirds chance. It was going to be Shmi. Not even going to go into that name. Shmi nope. Skywalker. <laughs> but, so they get Anakin, and then they're going back to the ship. And Anakin, then, duck! Yeah, dr- drug drop something. Duck, duck, goose. And then off out of nowhere pops Darth Maul. Which is uh, Ray Park and his red face. And we only see him with a single-sided lightsaber at that yeah. time. But we're like, who is this crazy guy? He's awesome. And he's doing all flips and stuff. And we see Qui-Gon with his lightsaber holding him off. And then he finally jumps on the ship because Obi-Wan pretty much can sense what's going on because it's 
it's you know detective jesus it's what he does <laughs> and he, he shows up and uh he he escapes and then that leads uh darth maul stranded in the middle of uh, Tatooine, trying to go back to his ship so he can chase after them and they're heading to coruscant yes so there we finally see the actual jedi council for the first time and the republic senate which is absolutely atrocious Oh, yeah. Let's make a big soup bowl and fill it with smaller soup bowls. People are going to stand on the soup bowls. You get Terrence Stamp, who was the Supreme Chancellor at the very beginning. And then you get the the representative or senator from from Naboo, who is Palpatine. Which, go figure. How are we going to work Emperor Palpatine into this, but... Not quite Emperor yet. Yeah, Darth Sidious, spoilers, the Dark Lord of the Sith is the senator from Naboo. And and he basically swindles everything and makes everything work his way to get the old Chancellor out and get him in. And the meanwhile, the um what's the Jedi Council? Oh, the Jedi Council's like, We don't know what's going on. What do you mean there's a Sith? Meanwhile, this boy, he's too young. He can't be a Jedi. Oh, he's too old. Oh, you're right. He's too old. Yeah, because 10 years old is too old to, you know, start uh, apprentice training. Too old? <laughs> are, are you afraid? Fear I sense in you. Oh, yeah. We also get really freaky looking Yoda in this movie. So so Yoda looks like a puppet in it, but they redo it in the um, the Blu-ray special edition stuff. Yes. So that way, that, that sin of a puppet whatever that was has been erased that's the one one nice part about the blu-ray <laughs> yeah so they make him look like in two and three he's great he shouldn't look yeah. like a puppet until he's a force ghost like like in or or empire he shouldn't look like that until empire yeah because this this original episode on yoda looked is is like nightmare fuel yeah it's like he's already aged 50 years and we're like hold on pump the brakes bro. yeah whoa 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 <laughs> so so we get to meet um we also get to meet samuel l jackson as mace windu who's one of the coolest jedi because he's samuel l jackson how could he not be a cool jedi it's ridiculous and awesome and um so they have to help protect the 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 queen and they have to but they find out that there's also going to be an invasion on naboo because um a communication disruption can only mean one thing invasion invasion Yes, and so they have to go back to Naboo, which nobody's actually excited about. And it and it and it splits off into um, three, well, technically, yeah, three different parts. Part mm-hmm. number one is they have to secure the throne room to make sure that there's um, still some sort of um, life and um, order on Naboo, Naboo, like like secure the throne room, make sure that the crown is safe, which is. Padme. Um, yes. Part two, they had to take care of the droid army, and they they enlist the Gungans to do so, which is just a ridiculous scene. So much CG. Because somebody had to be the bait. And then part three is they have to get the star fighters up and destroy the the blockade so that communications can get out, and it'll also destroy the droids at the same time. Yeah, so let's throw like 12 small starfighters against a giant capital ship, because that sounds like a good idea. Which, so how these plans fall fall apart is um, Padme and Kira. So Kira and the Princess Queen Lady, they're, they're the same but different. And they both distract all the Viceroy stuff in order to take care of the, um, take care of the throne room. That's cool. I buy it. That- yeah, that that part was cool. Like being captured, but then knowing the other team was going to come rescue him, that was good stuff. In the middle of that was the, uh, the army. Have, well, you have the army, and oh, then while and they're Anakin. jumping through, yeah, Anakin has to stay in that cockpit. So he has to stay in the cockpit, and everyone else is uh, is escaping. And in the meanwhile, um, Darth Maul catches up with uh, with Obi Wan and Qui Gon. 
And he's like, hey, guys, I got some unfinished business here. And he, he shows up, and you're like, okay. And then he he unleashes one half of his lightsaber, and you're like, oh, big whoop. And then he unleashes the second half of his lightsaber, and you're like, oh, shit. And then, like, everybody's like, whoa. It was amazing. Hearing everybody gasp in the theater yeah. when I watched it was brilliant. They're like, this is now the coolest thing ever, which that actually probably was the coolest part of that movie. It it was epic. So you got them now doing the Duel of the Fates. You got Anakin, who's now following the rest of the starships. Well, he did say stay in the cockpit. And then R2-D2 gets to be a babysitter slash pilot. And uh, he said, let's, it it, it brings us up on the uh, try spinning. That's a great idea. <laughs> and other famous lines like, "No, this is pod racing." Oh, it's 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 so so terrible. So they end up inside the ship because you know that's basically Troy in a nutshell. They ended up yep. in inside the ship, and conveniently in the right spot in the ship that the main reactor was like you know sticking out in this one hangar bay because that makes sense. And they accidentally blow up the reactor, but instead of it blowing up everything at the same time, it's a chain reaction, so they slowly make their way out of it, and everything's fine up there, which uh, turns off the droid army, so all the Gungans are good, so there's nothing there. And that leads up with the final loose end, which is still the most epic thing in the entire movie uh, of Darth yes. Maul versus the two Jedi. And then the, the uh, that... I think that lightsaber fight definitely, definitely top three, maybe my favorite. You you've got Darth Maul acting like a caged tiger, like waiting to be released, and then finally when he when Obi Wan like um, leaps out at him because spoiler Qui Gon gets uh, stabbed and shanked and skewered. Yes, we'll go with skewered. We're gonna go with skewered. Nice work. Uh, so so then how does he retaliate? By uh, slicing him in half. And we think that's the end of Darth Maul. For now. But, but spoiler alert, maybe. He's in like three <laughs> seasons of Clone Wars and another yeah. movie, so don't count on it. Yeah. <laughs> not not killed so easily. Uh, and then, um, so, uh, Anakin's by himself. And uh, he's got Obi-Wan beside him, and Obi-Wan's like, I'll train you. And then finally everybody's like, okay, cool. And then Anakin's all like, oh, are you an angel? No, the angel part was early. Oh, we forgot the angel part was while they were on the, uh, on while the they were traveling, traveling to Coruscant. Or I, Coruscant. I mean, like, you're, you're from like the moons of like Iego or something, I think. And oh, no, shoot. That was back on Tatooine the first time he saw her. Oh, That's yeah. right. God, we totally... We, well, by the cheese factor, you can tell why we blew past it. <laughs> it was rough. It was real rough. Absolutely yeah. dreadful. Uh, so, so of course, they're like, he's 10, she's like 14, maybe 15. But she's really not that, because with Natalie Portman, she was not 14 at the filming of this movie. <laughs> she was like 18, 19, maybe 20. I'm going to have to look that up. I don't remember exactly how old she was in that movie. The actual age. And then we end with a giant parade and pompum circumstance and the Jedi finally realizing that there are uh, uh, two um, Sith, always two, no more, no less, a master and an apprentice. And we get a really cool Naboo marching band and a big glowy ball and everybody's happy. And then it goes... <laughs> exactly so that is uh, Star Wars episode one in a nutshell which brings me to our questions that we ask in every episode about your, your favorites and worst so let's start off with character who is your favorite character and your least favorite character in this movie favorite character it's, it's always gotta be my boy Obi-Wan you can't like if he's in a movie He's going to be the favorite character. Uh, in, in, I, I see your Obi-Wan as he's my ultimate um, favorite character throughout all the Star Wars films. Um, but in this one, Qui-Gon is, is pretty much taking the cake up until the last 20 minutes. Yeah, uh, post-skewer, he kind of, well, he kind of can't keep acting because he's like dead. <laughs> so I would but say that o- Qui-Gon was my favorite during the movie. Qui- yeah, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan... 
Qui-Gon's definitely a solid choice. I could have um, watched an entire series of the two of them like together, like going through adventures pre-Naboo. That would have been great. Yeah, that, there was a couple of books, I think, and maybe some comics. I will have to investigate uh, said comic books. Yeah. So who would your least favorite character be? <sighs> Le- I mean... The, the cliche answer would be Jar Jar. Wouldn't it be? Uh, it, it would be, but it's hard not to go with that one. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anakin's friends were pretty useless, too. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I think Jar Jar has to be, unfortunately, at no fault of the actor. It's not his fault he got that script. Yeah, he that's, did it. that's he, true. He, he, did, he did his best. So, so, so it's got to be Jar Jar. It's got to be. It's it's got to be Jar Jar. Uh, so let's talk about your um, your favorite um outfit in the movie. Favorite outfit. Ooh. What what, what sticks to mind? What what sticks out? I I'm not gonna lie. I like the the Nabu guards. Those were some pretty solid guard like Captain uniforms. Captain Typho and whatnot. Yeah, Cap- Captain Panaka. One of those guys. Yeah, episode one is Captain Panaka, and then Typho two is in episode two with the eye patch. Yeah, with the eye patch. Okay. I like Panaka. He's pretty cool. Um, and then you have, let's see, how many different dresses did Almadala wear? 14? 10 or 14? <laughs> something like that? It's a lot. And then the another reason I like Panaka, he jokes that, well, we could sell the Queen's wardrobe and buy the parts. <laughs> <laughs> So then what would you say your least favorite outfit is in the entire thing? Least favorite outfit. Um, let's see. My favorite is like uh, Padme's um, handmade and like just the, the blend Ooh, yeah. of red and orange together. That That's solid. That's a good look. Um, least favorite outfit. Ugh. There was one of those dresses that was awful. Yeah, and the, the blue royal guards for the Senate, that's pretty bad, too. Yeah, the, the Spartan guards, they they were pretty cool. Um, but, but like, they, their color was just... Yeah. Make them black, make them white, make them menacing, I don't know. Make them not blue. navy blue. <laughs> or silver, that silver would have gone good. So let's talk about favorite line and least favorite line. Let's see. Favorite line to quote and make fun of, or favorite line that's actually good? Favorite line that's actually good. <laughs> Mine is always two, there are no more, no less. A master and an apprentice. Yeah, that that's the big takeaway. That one's good. Um, at least favorite line said anything about midichlorians. <laughs> well, for me, it's. It, it's Obi-Wan. It's you, you were right, Master. Negotiations were short. Just like, oh, come on. But that's a great pun. Oh, it's if, if you like, If you like puns, it's a great line. If you don't like puns, you feel like Ryan. Yeah, but I, I like puns, but still, like that coming from Obi-Wan was just hard to swallow. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you do have a point. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> favorite lines to make fun of uh jar jar going oh they are broken and they're just <laughs> pushing over the battle droid anything about spinning anything about pond racing um yeah that, i mean they've turned episode one now fans have turned episode one into a meme factory and at it's last wonderful. it'll be revealed to us at last we will have the jedi <laughs> and it, yeah the most inept characters Trade Federation guys. Yeah, even Jar even Jar Jar's got his crap together more than they do. And and their 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 accents and it's 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 all rough with the Trade Federation. Yeah, and then so, they you see them a little bit in two and three, but they're mainly just there like, oh hey, remember those guys? Yeah, they lost. You should shoot and her. Then, Kill her now. Shoot her. That might go for worst lines in episode two. That one was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, so then. Worst moment in uh, episode one is the midichlorian BS. That's top three worst moments. Midichlorians. Um, Let's see. Jar Jar getting his tongue stuck in the pod racer. (laughs) Because he's a raving idiot. Um, And what would be the other worst one? Oh, worst 
most unlucky person in that movie is the one Nebu fighter pilot that gets out of the hangar and instantly gets shot down and the camera pans all the way until he crashes. <laughs> that is the most unluckiest character in that whole movie. That's great. It's great. So then you're Just, in agreement that the best moment in the movie is the duel of the fates then. Yes. The reveal of the double bladed lightsaber, the tension they build up with the crazy door system whatever it is leading it's, all uh, the way up to a um sp- the splitting of darth maul yeah the absolute rage fest that is darth maul and obi-wan and it's awesome so so we, we did this movie next because we were basically in agreement that it was our the second least favorite together <laughs> collectively yeah collectively second least favorite it's yes. my least favorite altogether like i would rather yeah. watch solo than this Oh, yeah, I'd watch all any day over this. And, like, this movie um, is basically skippable because they rehash everything and do a quick summary of it in episode two. However, um, the last 20 minutes of this movie are are iconic. The rest of it, it I think no. You, Yusa could watch the pod racing, or Yusa could watch the final battle, if that's your thing. You has to watch... The Duel of the Fates. Yeah, I, I could avoid NASCAR in space. I, I'd be okay <laughs> with not seeing space NASCAR. Yeah, but the the Duel of the Fates is amazing. You 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 can't skip that. It's it's it's. Brilliant. If anything, just YouTube that part and watch that part, and then go straight into episode two if that's what you're going to do because you can you can skip this movie. You could heart. Yes, not necessary. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. So I, I guess like on our on the next to to watch list, if we're gonna do another movie like in a few months, it would be uh, episode three or <laughs> episode solo, three. one of the two. I would say let's keep the trickles here together. We'll uh, we'll wrap up the uh, the pre rebellion era. We'll we'll go pre order sixty six. Pre order sixty six. Nice. Well, ten, yeah. Yeah, oh, 366. Yeah. Yep. It happens in it. But yes. still, we were technically starting before. That's true. All right, so that is uh, episode one in a nutshell. Uh, if you enjoyed it or have any questions or comments, you can always uh, email us at didyouknowryano at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter, we're at didyouknowryano. And then there's a Facebook page, which is... Uh, did you know with Ryan O, we'll be asking you this week, what was your favorite moment in Star Wars Episode One? Uh, John, do you have anything to, to plug or say for this week? Well, we watched Episode One, so you don't have to. That's that's fair. That's the, the ultimate <laughs> sacrifice. You all are welcome. Uh, as always, thank you for joining me, sir. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Ryan. And uh, remember, folks, that's all we've got for this episode of Find Your Awesome, Hold On To It, and Share It With The World. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time.